0: Hello, good evening. It's evening here, so good evening to you, Chad. Good evening to you, Peter. Thank you very much. It's lovely to be here.
1: Oh, well, welcome back to another episode of the Mercenary Musician Podcast.
0: I love this. This is just fun for me. This isn't even for you listeners anymore. Fuck you guys. This this is about me. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for joining us, though. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. This is, you know, on some level for you. Um... Today's episode is about singing. So we talked just recently about the triangle, which <laughs> I'm still deciding if it is going to be called the triangle because we we've established that it could honestly just be a line segment, <laughs> which yeah, I guess, you know, a line segment is sort of just a collapsed triangle. Mm-hmm. This is not a geometry <laughs> podcast, but um, the triangle, which just quick review, three legs to a triangle in case you're just brand new to. Earth. Triangle has three sides. Thank you for listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Uh get your parents and they shouldn't be letting you listen to this podcast. It's just, this is not this is not for babies who don't know what triangles are yet. <laughs> All right. We're off to we're off to a smooth start here today. <laughs> okay, so the three legs of the triangle are singing, instrumental skill, and showmanship or chit chat jokes, all that stuff kind of goes under one leg. Um, so we're just going to hit one leg at a time and see, we may end up covering two. We're kind of just winging it here. If we get through everything I know about singing and we're 10 minutes in, then we'll just move on to instrumentation, instrumental skill. Um, so singing, uh, my I know I've mentioned this a hundred times on this podcast so far, but I've been doing this for roughly seven years as a full-time job. Uh, Before that, I mean, I've been singing for a little over half my life. About 16, 17 years. I'm about 32 now. I kind of started singing in high school. And uh, there are some technical things that I've picked up. I'm not a vocal teacher, right? But I have done my fair share of vocal lessons and done my share of YouTubing and there are some things that I know now about singing that I didn't know when I started and if I had known them it would have made my life easier and that's what this whole thing is kind of about is to make you as a first or second year pro musician or you know negative one year musician you're you're not quite started yet make things smoother for you so that you don't have to bump along like I did in the beginning and learn by so much trial and error. So singing is the, it's like the finite resource next to time, All right, Time is obviously the finite resource. The second most finite resource for a, for a musician is your vocal endurance. That's the thing that's going to give out um, before anything else. It's not, oh, my fingers can't play guitar. Anymore. People, people will often say to me like, oh, man, your fingers must get sore. It's like, no, my fingers, no. I could play guitar all, all day, every day. And yeah, it'd be, you know, it wouldn't be the most comfortable. They would get sore, but like they can go, they can, you can go through that. Well, they can call us up. They, well, they call us up. Yeah. They callus up and you stretch and it's, they get stronger and you can play guitar like all day, every day. Your vocal cords are a different story. That's like a finite thing there. Um, anybody who's been like a school teacher or something knows you're talking over a class full of kids. Your voice just gives out eventually. And actually talking, speaking is um, one of the harshest things for your voice, and uh, I actually don't don't one hundred percent quote me on this, but I'm fairly certain about this.
1: We fact check here.
0: Yes, we do fact check. So Chad will check this before this ends up on the episode. So if you're hearing this, that means Chad fact checked it, and what I'm about to say is true. Ha, Pressure's on Chad. <laughs> speaking is supposedly harder on your voice than singing. Than singing properly, I will say. All right, if you're just if you're shouting instead of singing, I'm sure you're doing more damage than speaking. But speaking and partly you can kind of kind of picture this the way that I'm talking there's a lot of stop and go it's like city driving as opposed to highway driving right where when i'm singing it's uh it's hitting a note and it's staying there and it's not all this kind of stop and go changing changing uh drastic changing of um of pitch and you know the consonants coming in you know drastic changes of how the airflow is going over your vocal cords um i You know, there's no real practical reason for me to have told you that. It's just a fun fact, really.
1: It's a fun fact. Yeah, (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So your vocal cords are, you have two of them, actually. And before, maybe we'll do another episode where I've done a little more research and I can get into the, the, the biology of this stuff. But suffice it to say, for our practical purposes here, what you need to make sound is air. You push air over the vocal cords and sound comes out. Um, And I'm just going to stick to practical stuff here because I don't really know a whole lot of the biology and the uh, kinesthesiology and all that shit. One of the absolute most important things when you're singing is to provide enough air. You should should not be running out of air. Okay, so one of the very most important things about vocal singing technique is to be always providing enough air. You should have more air than you need. You shouldn't be running out of air at the end of a note. You shouldn't be like, "Ah, ah, ah," and like pushing like that, right? That's not good for you. You should always have more air than you need. The way one of my vocal teachers described this is picture the note floating on top of a giant bubble of air, right? So when you inhale, you should, uh, as a general rule, you should be inhaling through your mouth. Get a full, uh, an entirely full breath as quickly as you can.
1: Fill that diaphragm.
0: Fill it all the way up. Get all, get the air as low as it can go, all the way totally full. You'll feel it will look not sexy, right? Like if you could see my belly right now, there's like a pot belly going on here. It, It's not supposed to look sexy, okay? It's supposed to make good sounds and do that safely and over a long period, a long career, right? Um, if you watch like an opera singer, you'll see they're gut their muscles like expand like they've got like special control over their fucking gut muscles to expand and bring in lots of air and bringing so inhaling and exhaling are almost equally important you got to be able to get that breath in there and then you got to be able to control its release right so i still have this breath in here my stomach is still bubbled i'm not just like letting all the air out at once i'm you saw i even took a little breath there but um full breath, I'm just going to let this air out slowly as I speak. And it's all coming out in a stream here. And I'm, you know, like about halfway done and I'm going to take another breath here so that I never run out. Um, Again, I want to say here, I'm not a vocal instructor. This isn't intended to be a vocal lesson. It's just kind of the general stuff that I've learned. So the the main point for this little beginning part here of this episode is always make sure that you have more than enough air in your lungs. Big breath and control that flow of air on the way out. You don't want to be dumping air on one note. You want to be controlling the flow of air. Here's an, uh, kind of an interesting thing for kind of the trajectory of my, my voice. If you want to check out our, our rock band, The Electric Mud, you'll hear, you'll hear a singing style that I use that's really raspy and kind of bluesy. And it almost, like in some of the earlier stuff that we've done, it almost sounds like unnatural uh when i listen to that stuff i i cringe a little bit because it's not nearly as good as i am now um the more recent stuff uh, you'll, you'll hear a difference in the in the vocal quality between the older stuff the album Bullgator gator was the first thing we put out and the most recent ep that we put out called uh black wool and even the one in, the, in between those two um burn the ships you'll hear yeah there's a it's chad most flattering friend ever he's got the vinyl framed on the wall it's very sweet they it they were is sweet a, enough to sign it for We me. signed it, yep. It is a fucking cool-looking album. They're, all anyway, of them have been cool. If you, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I definitely, I stand firmly by Burn the Ships and Bl- uh, Black Wool. I think those are sick. Um, Bull Gator is a, you know, is a good first effort.
1: It's the precursor. You needed it because it released your character, if you will. Yeah. The band's mascot.
0: It did. It did. It brought the, brought the, gator, brought the gator out into the world. Anyway. And it, that's a... No, sorry, go on.
1: And it gave us Because It's Round.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it's not on that album. What the hell? No, that song isn't... Uh, because It's Round is like this song that that uh, I wrote like before I was even in the band like 10 years ago. It's so and good. it doesn't fit the band. It's so good. <laughs> and people like still request it. And it just like doesn't... It's like this is not what we're doing. We're doing like a heavy rock yeah. like, metal thing. Yeah. And it just doesn't sound like anything like anything else in the band. We released it on an EP... Um, and then took it down because the EP sounded so not like what we were going for.
1: That makes sense.
0: Okay, anyway, you'll hear my vocal style in uh, Bull Gator and Burn the Ships and Black Wool, those three uh, releases, and you'll hear like a, I'm going to sing a little bit here. It's like, well, here we, you know, like that kind of like raspy thing. And that sounds, that can sound cool. I used to do that a lot more, even with my solo stuff, as I did this kind of like raspy, bluesy thing. And I found that, I sh- that a better idea for the solo stuff, especially for the solo career, I'm playing six to eight gigs a week, is to just do the best vocal technique I possibly can and let my voice sound the way it sounds. Um, and that is what I do now. And I still get the rasp on some parts, Um, And I can still, if I wanted everything to sound raspy, I could do that with more or less good vocal um, technique. But when I just focus on just doing good vocal technique, I'm just like, that is my first uh, priority when I'm singing here. I'm not trying to sound a certain way necessarily. I'm just trying to do good vocal technique. And I found that that framing of how to sing at these gigs, if if you're going to do this full time, eight gigs a week, Your voice needs to last. I need my voice to last. I need to not get, you know, polyps on my vocal cords that need to be removed surgically. Like, I I just need that not to happen. Um, Although I did just recently buy disability insurance, which would cover that if that happened. But (laughs) um, that's beside the point. I don't want that to happen. It happened to John Mayer. It happened to Adele. They both had to have their vocal cords surgically worked on to get polyps removed from them. You don't want that.
1: Are there ways to rehab the vocal cords in between your gigs?
0: Yes. So th- that there's some there's some kind of like best practices type stuff. The most important, there are three really big important things for keeping your voice healthy. That's warming up before and uh I've heard that cooling off, doing like a, a like a basically a vocal warm up after you're done yeah. can be helpful too. I do that. Um I've had mixed uh, advice on that. Nobody has ever said, don't ever do that. But I've had people say, yes, that's great. And some people say, yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but I do it anyway because it feels good.
1: So you should treat um, it like a physical workout.
0: Yes, absolutely. So you should you should definitely be warming up. And there are great YouTube videos. There's this one uh, YouTube channel. We can, we can put a link in the description. But it's, uh, God, I forget the name of it. But it's like a YouTube video. And it's got like a purple screen. And it just says in white lettering the name of the vocal workout. So it'll say like uh, arpeggios or whatever. <clears throat> and it'll go, the, the guy's got all different. I think he's a German guy who's just, he says like, okay, and we're doing this exercise. It'll go like this. And, ah. and it was like two minutes of that exercise. And then it'll move on to the next. And he's just playing on a piano and you okay. sing along with it. It's really excellent. He's got like, you know, dozens of different, different ones. Like here's a 30 minute vocal warm up, Here's a quick five minute vocal warm up. Here's an hour-long vocal exercise, a daily vocal exercise. I I use his videos a lot, and they're very good. Um, So, yes, you should always be warming up before you sing. Absolutely should always be doing that. And I will say related to that, when you start your gig, you shouldn't jump right in with the most intense song you do. You should... Boil the frog. Kind You should boil the frog, exactly. You should start with a song that is almost like an extension of your vocal warm-up. It should be the next level of intensity above your warm-up. And then you should go the next level above that and just warm up as you go. Like, just let your uh, vocal cords acclimate to what you're doing. Um, the other thing, so one, one of the three most important things is vocal warm-ups, right? Hydration. You should always be... Hydrating, this means staying away from alcohol and caffeine as much as you can. And cigarettes. And cigarettes are bad for you, of course. Staying away from alcohol and caffeine because they dehydrate you. Or if you're going to if you're gonna have alcohol and caffeine, have a lot of water. Have a lot of water either way, but have extra if you're going to do alcohol and caffeine. You need to stay hydrated. Super important for your vocal cords. It's not just, don't envision it as like, oh, I'm putting water and it's splashing over my vocal cords. It's hydrating your whole body. So that your whole body has enough water. That's what you need. You need to be hydrated. Um the third thing is, and this might be a little weird, sleep. Make sure you get enough sleep. That's very important for your for your voice. You may notice if you like pull an all-nighter, the next day your voice fucks. It fucks. Yeah. And not in a good way. Yeah. Um <laughs> it's fucked up. Yeah, you'll notice you'll notice if you get two, three hours of sleep. I always notice when I when I have a bad night's sleep. I wake up and my voice feels rough. Um, so those are the three uh, main things that I know of that are like the three kind of pillars of keeping your voice healthy: hydration, uh, warm-ups, and sleep. Have you ever experienced
1: or tried like an aloe vera drink?
0: Post- yeah, I've had show. them.
1: I've had them before. Um, Just more of like a soothing. Yeah. liquid for lack of a better term
0: you know i'm and this is we we should one day have a real vocal court vocal coach come on the show we will yeah we should do that um i don't know and i i, I don't I, I mean i'm sure it, it can't hurt if it's hydrating you it hel- uh, helps yeah, a so little in that way at least
1: imagine it as if
0: like the after workout protein shake
1: you would have the after workout yeah aloe vera shake just to kind of
0: yeah that could be good relax and soothe the cords sure yeah, I'm not going to say yes or no. I don't know. So I, I do want to say that I your vocal cords, I don't... So it, it, we have this kind of idea that like, oh, I drink water and it... Like the water itself that you're drinking is like dousing your vocal cords. I don't think they're actually connected in any way to your esophagus. So I think that like when you drink something, it doesn't actually touch your vocal cords. I'm not sure. I mean, this would be... Probably a cursory Google search would tell us exactly how they're connected here, but like I don't I don't think that I think it's a misconception that you drink water and it the water as it's going down your throat is is soothing the vocal cords. cords. I think it might feel that way. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, I don't know. I'm not. I don't know the biology there exactly. I get the sense that they're like kind of either in or connected somehow to your trachea, the air. The windpipe which doesn't get water down it hopefully <laughs> yeah um, yeah okay anyway that's enough of me totally speculating about biology I don't really know about but uh, um, another another important thing here is taking breaks this is what breaks are for. so when um, at least well this is one of the things that breaks are for the other thing that breaks are for there are a couple other things that breaks are for but this is like the practical, like the health reason. This is this is the reason that a person should take a break for their own health. The the other reasons the other reasons for taking breaks are for the show for the show and for tips and for connecting with the audience. Those types of reasons. Um oh, and for business reasons, we're going to do a show on breaks. I had a really interesting thing that happened at one of my gigs where I was having such a great gig with the crowd that was there. They were so into it and they were like really digging it and I was skipping breaks. And I was making a point of skipping breaks and telling them, I'd usually take a break here, but you guys are so good. I'm going to keep going. People love it. They throw you $20, $20 for that sometimes. Um, and these people were. And so I kind of blew through a break and was getting toward like blowing through a second break. And the hostess came up and was like, hey, you got to please take a break. And I was like, oh, shit. I hadn't thought of that. What was happening? This was a a, a really popular restaurant, really popular part of the year. The turnover. The turnover. Yeah. I was keeping tables there that weren't eating anymore. And I like had totally, it slipped my mind. Honestly, I wasn't thinking about it. I was thinking about my own thing. And I was like, shit, forgot. And I apologized to all the servers involved. I said, oh my God, I I totally didn't think about the turnover. I'm sorry. Both of them are totally cool about it. They're like, yeah, I don't, one of them was even like, I don't know. Yeah. Less work for me, but really, you know, it's, it, you know, there's a business consideration there for breaks. Sometimes taking a break, lets the tables turn over and it's good for you too. I mean, even though this table gave me an extra 20 bucks, had I had two more tables in their place, it might've been 40 more, 40 bucks. You know, you, you, you want the turnover just as much as bartenders and servers do. Um, so anyway, a little bit of a lateral thinking episode there, but uh, it's been a while. We <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a while. Yeah. I was getting too focused. So uh, I was laterally moving from why breaks are important. You need breaks for your vocal rest. So another thing is you can kind of zoom out a little bit on this, right? You want breaks within your shows. You also want your work week to have vocal breaks, right? When I was working 13 nights in a row, one night off repeat, one of the most unhealthy things about that was the lack of vocal rest that I was getting. I was singing every day, sometimes sometimes doubles, and I was hurting myself. I didn't think too hard about it. I was, you know, younger uh, where you, you know, tend to feel a little more invincible and I was I was hurting myself I was doing myself harm because of that and uh now I've got three to now it's looking like it's gonna be four days off a week every week after April it will be um um, I'm on alternating three and four days off right now but I'm gonna drop the Thursday gig it's just I can do it it makes sense um so now I've got four days off every week for vocal rest which is just amazing I get back to work on on Friday for sometimes, pretty often now, the Fridays are doubles. You know, I get back to work on Friday and I'm excited, doesn't hurt at all. Feels great. My voice is there, strong for all three days. It feels like I could sing for two more days if I wanted to, but I don't have to. So you want to structure vocal rest into not only your shows, but you want to zoom out and structure vocal rest into your work week. And here's another kind of thought here. That, That gig where I was skipping breaks, like I just was talking about, that... One of the reasons I was doing that is because I knew that I had vocal rest coming up. This was the last gig of my work week. So I was like, okay, I've got a crowd who's into it. I'm checking some boxes here. I've got a crowd who's into it. My voice feels great right now. Uh, I'm hydrated. I'm sleeping well. I'm warmed up. Um, You know, I'm not pushing, I'm not overexerting my voice even, you know, during this show. So I can skip a break here because I've got four days of vocal rest coming up. Like starting right after this show, I can stop.
1: I know recently in the last couple of years, you've gotten heavy into meditation, right? And yes. it allows you to kind of view the internal side of what you're feeling, right? Physically. And, mm-hmm. and aside from emotions too, mm-hmm. do you feel that that has helped you in some way to better understand your vocal cords and like just how your body's processing?
0: Absolutely. There, There's almost nothing about my life that hasn't been improved by meditation. It's just, to me, it is the absolute most no brainer thing to spend five to Five minutes of your day on, five minutes or more, you know, but I mean, a minute, honestly, even just taking a minute to sit and be mindful of your body and your thoughts. Um, it's just, it has absolutely changed my entire life. And this is like, it's, it's touched every single part of my life, every single part of it. Um, and yeah, this is no exception. I can, um, I've been meditating every day for like four years now. Um, And yeah, I can, when I'm, when I'm being deliberate about it, I can think about, well, not think about is the wrong word, but I can, I can be mindful of what my vocal cords feel like. I can be mindful of how hydrated I feel, how dry my mouth feels, um, how I can be, I can be mindful of sounds even more. I can, I'm better at knowing how in pitch I, in key I am because of my mindfulness I'm better at playing guitar because of my mindfulness. I can be more mindful of, oh, I'm I'm exerting, I'm pushing down on this string harder than I need to be. I can be more mindful of what my hands are doing. You know, I'm more mindful of tension in my arms and my chest and my uh, shoulders and everything. That's just like yeah,
1: self-diagnostic testing.
0: Exactly. It's just so obviously helpful in every way. <laughs> so, so yes, good question.
1: So what? Uh, let's let the listeners know what's an ideal app if they want to get involved. in Oh, yeah, meditation. meditation. My
0: favorite meditation app is 10% Happier. Okay. Um, I also really like Sam Harris's app, uh, Waking Up. That's a good one. Um, those are my two favorites. I haven't tried a lot of other ones. I know Headspace is a really popular one. I'll try that one. Yeah. What do you think about that?
1: It was like seven years ago, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah they, it's like um, you get a free. I think 10-day trial. Okay. And you can just rerun the trial if you can't afford the like the full cool. thing at the time, but
0: yeah, Sam Harris's app has this thing where you can like email them and say, "Hey, I can't afford this," and they'll just give you a free year and then they'll have you just do it again next year if you if you can't afford it. That'll be in the notes. Yeah. Uh, so check that one out waking up, they're good. And they've got talks and stuff, both both uh 10% happier and waking up have talks with like meditation experts and stuff. The ones the only ones I don't really like are ones with music, I feel like Kind of takes away from the experience. It's Yeah, that's not like the what, purpose. Yeah, it's it's those are the those are kind of the ones where they're like, oh, this is supposed to relax you. You should be relaxed. The whole point of this is relaxation, which I don't think is the point of meditation. I think that can be a nice byproduct. The point of meditation is to get clear about what the fuck is actually happening around you mm-hmm. and in you. That's what it is. It's not, honestly sometimes it can be very distressing when you like. There's there's almost this like this period during your when you first start doing meditation where like it f- seems to make things worse. And the reason for that is because you're noticing shit that you weren't before. Yeah. You're like, man, I'm fucking neurotic and crazy. Yeah. Well, you always were those thoughts about fucking every stranger on the road and getting into fist fights with the guy who's, you know, I'm not the only un- one stepping on your toe or whatever. Like all that stuff was happening. You just weren't noticing it. You just weren't invent taking an inventory of it in a meaningful way that made you say, Holy shit. I'm like, I'm literally thinking about fucking every stranger I see. Like, what is that all about? You know, for instance, or, or beating up every stranger I see or what, you know, whatever. Or I'm like constantly thinking, here's a a super common man. I didn't notice. I was saying, I fucking hate myself. I'd like to die a thousand times a day. You just like, that is like that kind of thought. And like, you wonder why you're depressed. It's because you are saying to yourself, I fucking suck over and over again. Like it, it's just meditation. Just do it. It's like, I swear to God, it's like fucking brushing your teeth. We're going to look back in a a hundred years on our attitudes toward meditation like now and be like, how did these people not... The way that we look back and think about bathing. Like, how did these people not do this? It is so absolutely necessary. Like, the amount of work that it takes and time that it takes versus the reward is so lopsided. It is absolutely absurd. It's just like the tiniest amount of work for the most enormous benefit. It's just like so... why do you think that is? Why do I think people don't do it? Mm-hmm. I think that a, a couple of reasons. I think people think you know it would be it would be like if if to, if toothbrushing was new, people don't really know the benefits of it. Like it, it'd be like trying to convince a bunch of adults to start brushing their teeth when they've never heard of brushing their teeth. You know what I mean? But they'd be like, I don't. Yeah, it feels kind of good. Like yeah, I feel fresher after. You're like this this is something you hear. Yeah, I, I always feel a, a little better after. Like that's what people would say if you introduced brushing your, their teeth. They'd be like, yeah, I feel cleaner after that. Yeah, sure. But like, With I don't brushing know. your
1: teeth, you have a problem, right? You you have more than likely, if you've never done it, you have terrible breath, yellow teeth, like just poor oral care.
0: Right. But people don't notice that because everybody does. That's what would happen in a society where no one has brushed their... That's, I'm talking about like a like a whole society of people who have never brushed their teeth. Oh, yeah, like and the you're brush. like, oh, wow, It'll Chad. Like that. That's brutal.
1: There's a reason we put fluoride on our water.
0: <laughs> yeah to control the is where this is where it turns into a fucking conspiracy theory yeah. podcast. Yeah, it's to control us fluoride. <laughs> Cannon.
1: Yeah. Or whatever it is.
0: <laughs> um. so yeah, to, to me that's that's what it is. It's just like a cultural shift that that it's just cultural shifts are slow to change. I mean think about think about this. How long did it take people to stop smoking by and large when when it became super clear that smoking was just gonna murder you eventually in a painful way. It, you know, it was like people knew that and they're like, oh, man, I guess I need to do this. Like there are, I know so many people who are just like, yeah, I really should, you know, and they just don't. And it's it's hard. It's hard to form habits. There's so many reasons that it's not catching on fast. I mean, it is catching on. It's just not not everybody is like me yet where they're just like, I am doing this every fucking day because it's it is literally the most important thing that I do. It affects, like I said, affects everything else. Everything else in my life is made better by the fact that I am more more able to control my mind. Um, somebody I, I heard, I think Sam Harris said something like this, but the uh, the prisons are full of people who could have really used an extra ten seconds to think about what they were doing. Wow, you know, like that. That's powerful. It's I, I'm telling you what it's my my mindfulness abilities skills that I've developed over the last four years. It is, it's like having a fucking superpower. It is, it's literally like having a mental superpower that I didn't have before, where what what would have derailed my day before is a blip. You know, it's something that I just like, oh, well, I'm uh, experiencing a very negative emotion right now. And I, get, I can back up and dissociate from it. I am not this negative emotion. I'm not a rate, I'm not enraged rage is being experienced and it goes away and then I deal with the whatever the thing was in a calm cool manner because that's because I can and that's the way to do it and I got a minute to think about it you know it's it's just like it has made my relationships better it has made my business better it has made my health better it's just made everything in my life better We've been talking about meditation for 10 minutes now, but
1: that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. because it all comes back to,
0: it does. Yeah, it does. It's, it's made my vocals. It's, here we bring, let's bring it back. Yeah. It has made my vocal performances better and it's made my vocal health better.
1: And essentially it costs you nothing. It really, oh, I mean you can do the app if you want to, but once you, you kind of have the, the concrete foundation of how to do this, yeah, you can do this anywhere for free.
0: I mean, sit down and focus on your breath and try to notice what it feels like. That's the instruction. When your mind wanders, notice that, and then go back to focusing on your breath. That's, like, the whole fucking thing. It doesn't have to be your breath, but the breath is, like, like where people start usually. I actually prefer to focus on, to uh, meditate on sounds. I like sounds a lot. I like the sensations in my hands. You can kind of pick anything and focus on it. Focus on it is kind of a misleading word. See, I I said it was super simple, and then I kind of went into explain mode on it. Um, It is simple, but it's so simple that it's almost complicated. (laughs) It's just uh, – so anyway, there's another way to do it too where you just focus on – you don't really focus on any one thing. You just sit there and whatever – Absorb everything that comes in. You, you just kind of – yeah, absorb everything that comes in is one way to do it. But what will usually happen is something will pop out. Your mind will pick something and be like, oh, I got an itch. And an itch will pop up and then you'll be focusing on the itch or you'll be noticing. Really noticing is a better word, not focusing. Um, you just notice it, and then, like that, it, something else pops up. Maybe another itch, or maybe a sound, and then that is the thing that is most. It's like there's a, it's like there's little spikes, and like something spikes up the most, and it, that's like the peak you see, sort of. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I I find it absolutely fascinating. Even if it weren't useful, I think it's interesting. Yeah, um, it
1: sounds like out of all of the episodes we've had, this is, like, one of the most important things you can start doing today.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point, Chad. I can't believe it hasn't come up earlier. We'll have a whole episode. We should it. absolutely do a whole episode on, on meditation. It's just, like, I mean, it's just such a fucking no-brainer. I can't believe uh, – I, I my, my, uh, my girlfriend still <laughs> – Won't make it a habit and it's just like I've stopped pressuring her about it, but I'm like I'm telling you it's and that's that's kind of the thing is you can't like you can't pressure someone into into doing it, you know. Yeah, you can't people have to be like and that's honestly I like sometimes I look back this is put it this way. This is how important and positive meditation has been in my life. Sometimes I look back on my depression and my addiction issues and I think those were a net positive because they forced me to learn how to meditate. That's how good it's meditation. A shift is. of your yeah. Optics. That's 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 how good meditation is. Is I'm literally glad that I my life was so fucked up that I had to learn how to do it because, yeah. like, I mean, they should just be teaching kids this when they're fucking kindergartners. Yeah, along with personal finance. Yeah, definitely. Okay, uh, so okay, back so to vocals. Back to vocals. Yes. Okay, so let me just recap some main points here. Um, I actually want to make one more point before I recap them. So you should also be Taking vocal lessons—you don't have to do this indefinitely. I took vocal lessons for you know six months or so, and that it, it's sort of like learning how to box or something. If you've ever learned how to box or kickbox or do jujitsu or anything, yeah, get the fundamentals. The fundamentals, like if you just learn something, like the difference between no lessons and like two months of lessons is infinity billion. You know what I mean? It's you get the law of diminishing returns thing here, right? The difference between zero lessons and two months worth of lessons is an enormous difference. It's the difference between me being able to have this episode with you, where I talk like I kind of know what I'm talking about, which I kind of do, about vocal technique. And if you'd caught me six years ago before I took any vocal lessons, I'd be like, "Yeah, I don't know. I just have talent and I sound good," you know. The T word. Yeah. Right. Um. Take vocal lessons. Um. Even if, and this is kind of one of those things, is people think they're good. You know, and they maybe they are. But people think they're good, and so they don't need lessons. And that's just not how this works. There's actually a uh, a great, there's a list that Wynton Marsalis put together that was just like, it was like a quick thing he did where he was like, this is what musicians should be doing. And one of the things on there was, take the best lessons you can afford. And this is Wynton Marsalis, like the best trumpet player alive at the time, I think. I'm not sure if Miles Davis was still alive. Can you find that by chance? Um, it doesn't have to be today, but
1: yeah, between I'm, now and when it's sure released, yeah, definitely.
0: Cool. But like one of the things on there, it stuck out to me. Really, the only thing that stuck out, the only thing I remember from it, was get the most, get lessons from the the best person you can afford. Um, and I take guitar lessons uh, every week. I'm I'm looking for a vocal coach. I don't vocal coaches are hard to find. Um, I've in my area. I'm in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, I found one guy who I want to take vocal lessons from and he was like, ah, I'm like leaving, going to Tampa, uh, for school or something. So I'm looking for a vocal coach. Um, if you're a vocal coach, coach in Fort Myers, hit me up and, uh,
1: Peter, yeah, at <laughs> dot right, com. Peter
0: at mercenary Peter at mercenary Um, so yeah, take, take vocal lessons. Um, even if it's just to get the basics down for a few months, do that. Um, and that's
1: something that needs to be done in person, correct? Unlike guitar, um, where you can do YouTube videos or
0: yeah. You know. So with with my guitar lessons, I do Zoom meetings. And honestly, before we started doing Zoom meetings, I would have said guitar lessons should be done in person too. But these work. The you know guitar lessons work over the Zoom meeting. I think guitar or vocal lessons could work over Zoom, but you probably yeah you probably want to be in person because. The quality, like the timbre of your voice and the sound of it, and the quality of it, they're are little things. I th- I feel like a vocal coach will have to see. They can see how deep a breath you're taking. They can hear like subtle things. I think vocal lessons should probably have to be in person. Um, I'm not sure. I could be wrong about that. I mean, you know, Google it. Look into it. Um, there are also there's a lot of good YouTube stuff out there. Although I've had vocal coaches tell me, and you know, take this with a grain of salt because vocal coaches obviously. Have incentive to tell you that the YouTube <laughs> YouTube University is is not good enough because they make money off of people taking lessons from them. But uh, I have heard that YouTube can be can be hit or miss because sometimes people don't know what the fuck they're talking about and you can get wrong information from YouTube. Um, so you know, do a little bit of vetting with that. Um, I can give you a couple of guys that I think are good vocal coaches on YouTube. And there's that the guy with the purple screens. That's not uh, really technique. It's just like here are the scales. You sync, You do the, your drills along to them, and you should know. So this is where a vocal lesson comes in, in handy. Having those little warm ups are good, but you could be doing those exercises not totally perfectly. You know, you could be doing those scales just like you could play a scale on guitar with horrible technique. Mm-hmm. You, you got to do the same thing with with singing. This guy's just giving you scales. Going, he's playing a scale on the piano and saying, sing this. Um, so yes take lessons Uh, so let's recap some of the big points here Um, you your voice is the finite resource next to time obviously time is the ultimate finite resource but the thing that's going to give out on you before anything else in this industry in this job is your voice so you must take good care of it Um, the three important things um, for the health of your voice, that you can physically control, are warming up, uh, hydrating, making sure you're staying hydrated, and sleeping, getting good sleep. And uh, both sleep and hydration are going to be great for all of your, you know, your overall health too.
1: The three don'ts. Yeah. The
0: the three don'ts. Alcohol. Alcohol. Coffee. Yep. Cigarettes and cigarettes. Right. Yeah. And uh, decaf coffee is actually. Uh, can be good for you. So, what about tea? Yes, tea. I was just gonna say it. So, tea, uh, tea with honey can be good for it, and it can kind of like soothe your, your whole. And this is this is interesting. This brings us back around to that question that we had. It's like, does drinking something directly impact your voice? That's weird because it, it's I've,
1: secreted through the glands. Or maybe that maybe, that maybe it is. I don't know.
0: Anyway, I have some um, work ahead of me. Yeah, yeah. So tea, yes, tea is good. Tea, even if it has caffeine, it's got less caffeine. Mm-hmm. So hot, like a hot, or not hot, don't burn yourself, but like a warm liquid. Did it take you a while to get comfortable with the like
1: the breath intervals when you're singing? Like, is there a certain timing that you kind of had to find or figure out?
0: Yeah, so breathing, breathing is really important, and it's something you need to practice for sure. Uh, the breath is like the central thing. Learning how to breathe properly—it's something that you don't know you don't know how to do, you know. So, um, yeah, it takes it takes practice. Yeah, it definitely, all takes practice and and conscious thought and dare I say mindfulness to improve these things um, and to notice. Oh man, I'm running out of air on this. So there's, for instance, you know, there's one syllable. There's A-A-E-O-U, right? Are the syllables that you can sing. Uh, I've got one of those syllables that I just like dump air out on. Um, man, I actually haven't taken a vocal lesson in so long. I can't remember exactly which one it was. I think it's ah, Uh, I think it's ah. And like on one of those syllables, for some reason, like I just dump all my air out and it's, um, you know, it's, It sucks. I don't want to do that, you know. It's a work all, in progress. Yeah, exactly. And all the other syllables, it's very easy for me to take a whole, take a huge breath and keep it under control and really controlled release air. Uh, so I'm, yeah, you know, yeah. And there's one syllable I, I think it's I can't exactly remember right now, and it's not becoming clear to me immediately here. But there's one syllable for whatever reason where I just like dump. I just go, <laughs> you know, and then I'm and then I'm out of air, and uh, you don't want to do that. You want to be in control of your airflow. Um, so like here's just kind of an, uh, another example of this is you'll, you'll notice when you sing a high note that you want to dump air and really it should be the opposite. You're letting less air out when you're, when you're singing a high note. Um, so this was, this was a problem for me where like I get to these high notes and I'm like just dumping air on these high notes. I run out of air on them and you shouldn't do that. You should be. Learning how to control your air better, so that you're leaving a nice controlled stream of air with high notes, low notes, all notes, um, and um, learning through, you know, having a, a professional trainer teach you how to do this and give you drills to do at home, is how you how you do that. Another thing is, you'll notice, um, like I notice, a lot of people can they can they've got like one gear they can like just belt. Or, uh, or you know, they just do the raspy, bluesy thing, uh. you know, all the time, like mm-hmm. I used to. And that's fine. You can have a career that way, but you're not going to be the best performer you can be. You're not going to be the best artist you can be. If you do original stuff, you're not going to have the widest range of tools at your disposal to make your original music. It's just like, it's just better to be better. It's, was,
1: yeah. was it the vocal lessons that kind of helped you grow away from that?
0: Yeah, it was, it was learning proper technique and being like, I should just focus on technique. Like, I've, you know, I should just focus on being a good singer and just having the best technique. It's the same thing with, like, my guitar playing is I've just, you know, I used to play blues a lot because it was easy. And I was kind of just like, no, I just want to play the blues, so I don't need to learn how to play better. And it's like, I, as I've kind of grown and learned better technique, I've been able to do more stuff that is interesting to me.
1: Mm, it's interesting you know? to the crowd, too.
0: Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, um, take care of your voice. Hydrate. Meditate. Get, get good sleep. You should always just fucking meditate every day. I mean, for, literally for one minute you could do. Start with start with one minute. What do you average per day? Probably thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's doable for anyone,
1: mm-hmm. for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Um, okay. So, hydrate. For the love of God, take lessons. Like, go find a vocal coach and. And in the meantime, go on YouTube and learn learn vocal technique. Learn what is, in, you know, for, for your health, yes. I mean, primarily for your health. Primarily to keep your voice in good shape for your whole career. But also, just because, like, there's enough fucking garbage out there. Don't be part of it. You know? Be good.
1: Yeah, and the reason and, we have this show is so that you can kind of get over these hurdles that Peter's experienced in the past right out of the gate.
0: Yes, quicker and you don't have to fucking take five years singing like a raspy idiot. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, if, I think if you still can sound with good, us but... for 45
1: minutes and yeah. you can sit in silence for 30 and another 15 with a coach. Right? Yeah. I mean, just do it. Yeah. You're committed to yeah. this. Commit to that.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, just be better. You know, just be better. Yeah. That's what it comes down. I'm not to. saying you're bad, but just be better. Yeah. That's what I tell myself every day. It's like, you're good, but be better. There you go. <laughs> you know, that's it. Yeah, it seems simple. But- it's and it's fucking fun too. I I find it just intrinsically rewarding to improve it, at shit. Especially stuff that I like. I mean, this stuff. It is like I said, intrinsically rewarding to improve it, shit. But also, what what else do I get out of this? I get more money. I get more recognition. I get more applause. I have better shows. I have more fun. I write better music. Like better like, quality of life. Better like everything is improved by improving this thing. You know. So just fucking be better. Okay.
1: Seriously. And if you are a vocal coach and you're listening to this, reach out to us because we got a whole group that I'm sure is going to be in need of your services.
0: Yeah. And I want to I want to have a vocal coach on on the show, too. I'll talk to some of my uh, some of my old vocal coaches and see if they're interested. And man, I was stupidly worried about not being able to fill enough time on just the just the one singing leg of the triangle. And we've I mean, granted, 15 minutes of it is us talking about meditation, but.
1: That's probably the most valuable 15 minutes of the <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah, honestly. Of the entire yeah, we should, podcast. We should do that every episode. <laughs> All right. This is the 15 meditation. 15 minutes <laughs> Rant meditation. about meditation.
0: Yeah. Brush your fucking teeth.
1: Well, get excited, folks, because uh, prior to starting tonight's episode, we went ahead and made sure that we have at least an additional 55 more episodes queued up.
0: Buckle up, baby. We got a, a lot, lot of stuff content. to talk about. Yep. A lot of shit. Good shit. All right, so I think that does it for today. Have we done? I feel like we recapped the points twice. Yeah. Did I miss anything? Vocal rest. Make sure you check out those episode notes because there's been a ton of content in there. Okay, check out the episode notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna recap these points one more time. All right. So um, stay hydrated, which means avoid alcohol, avoid caffeine, um, avoid cigarettes. Um, get good sleep and warm up before your shows and I like to cool down do like a little almost like a warm up after my shows too right take lessons do so take lessons in person from a coach and then practice your coach will fucking tell you to practice but just do it right um practice at home even before you get a coach you can go on YouTube and you can find some good lessons there vocal rest structure it into your shows that means taking breaks uh to hydrate you should hydrate in your breaks too um Taking breaks, that means structuring your work week as well to have vocal rest in it. Um, Man, I had one other thing. I have one final thing. Okay.
1: Uh, Let's say you're you're playing a double, right? And you finish your first gig, and you're heading to your second, and you realize your throat's kind of starting to act up a little Mm -hmm. bit or cause you some form of discomfort. Mm -hmm. Have you experienced that? And if you did, how did you overcome that?
0: Um, I've definitely experienced that. You should... Really just rest it. You should try not to talk to people in, in between. Uh, hydrate real hard. Drink a lot of water. Um, get like a, a hot, not scalding hot, but like a hot tea with honey in it. Honey seems to help, um, which, you know, flies in the face of the, I don't think drinking stuff directly impacts your vocal cords, but tea with honey seems to help. Thoughts on throat lozenges? Through like- um I've never really used them for the purpose, but I guess maybe like the could. menthol
1: in them might help in maybe. some way. Maybe. Just curious. I
0: don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. But uh yes. Just do, do as much rest as you can. Also warm you should still warm back up. You should and very lightly just, you know, warm back up. And if you've if you've hurt your voice, uh, if, if your voice is hurting between gigs, that means you're not it's probably means you're not singing perfectly technique wise. That means it's time to examine what you're doing with your with your voice, um, you know. Unless there's, unless you're singing a lot, you know. Yeah, you're probably doing something wrong if it hurts. Actually, I can say it definitely. If it hurts, you're definitely doing something wrong. It should not hurt to sing. It shouldn't hurt after gigs. So, um, yeah,
1: yeah. If you're experiencing, Take that, note of that. Shoot us an email.
0: Yeah. Well. I'm not a doctor, nor am I a vocal coach, but if, if you're experiencing, yeah, if you're experiencing anything that you'd like to talk to us about with your uh, with your vocal situation, for sure, shoot us an email, but I do want to say, we're not doctors, we're not vocal coaches. Um, get a vocal coach. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there was one other, one other main point I wanted to kind of just re- recap. When you're singing your set, right, so you warmed up in your car on your way to the gig, you're hydrated, you sit down, don't immediately go into death metal, right? If you, if you can help it, you know, boil the frog, yeah. Start with a nice, chilled out song. That'll also, your, your audience will usually appreciate that too. You know. Yeah. All right. I think that does it. That was a nice, nice chunky one.
1: Yeah, that was solid, folks. Yeah. If you like what you heard, we encourage you to go check out our other episodes. You can find them on Podbean, Apple Podcast, Audible, YouTube, Spotify, and you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you, folks. Thank you.